Welcome back to the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg with the much-anticipated second annual Heavy Metal Month. This is Chris. This is Greg. And we are the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. My throat is now sore. How's yours? I'm gargling rocks. I need a halls. <laughs> I prefer menthol over honey or cherry because it also makes my nose feel good. No, I, li- I like the honey one. Honey. You'll take any honey you can get. <laughs> some bitch. I want some manuka honey. Forty dollars a bottle. Forty. Yeah, for forty dollars a bottle, I better get a little sump sump. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. And you guys know what happens this time of year. Second annual Heavy Metal Month. Dude, we get an extra special treat for you guys. Five weeks of straight up metal. And who was that leading us off, Greg? Who was that? That was Metallica. That was exactly right. Metallica with <clears throat> what? For whom the bell tolls off of the Ride of the Lightning album. We're going to go ahead and do. That was ri- old style Metallica. That's old style, dude. I like old style Metallica because as we far love as old style Metallica. Yeah, anything after like mid 90s, <laughs> maybe, maybe even late 80s. It's, it's, what are you looking at me like you want to kill me? I do, man. How dare you talk about Metallica that way, dude? Well, here's the thing. I love Metallica, Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All. I love the Black Album. Who doesn't? It's 17 plus million sold. If you don't like it, you're a liar. 17? Yeah, dude. Do I need to slap your face? I will. Then it starts getting into like, you know, load, reload. I love their symphony albums. The ones they do with the San Francisco Symphony, I love those albums. I listen to them monthly. I love them. I think they're great. I've heard them once or twice. They're great, dude. They give me goosebumps. Okay. Well, when you're eclectic like me and you love different kinds of music and you just don't pigeonhole yourself, I guess it's... You find great things. I'm getting the stare down from Greg. He's about to slap me. Yeah, because you're talking about Metallica that way. Now... Give us some business so we can start with the hey Metallica. Guys, you want to tell us how much we suck and how much you disagree with me? Chris, you are a dirty mother. You know what? You know where, you know where you can tell me? Fucker. At BigTalkCG.podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Message me. Tell me. I don't care. You know what? Even if you love me, tell me. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Email me. <laughs> With your list of loves and hates. Oh, I'm going to have the Legion of Greg fans email you, Chris. And Legion. Hey, and while you're at our, hey, we're also at Twitter at Big Talk CG. But also, you want to go on our Instagram? You can hit that link tree. Man, you can find out anywhere you can listen to us. Yeah, we're definitely. everywhere in the whole, we're in the world. And you know, I got to tell you this right now, Greg. I can't believe how many places on this God's green earth. We are being heard from. Let me. I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna blow your fucking mind. Tell are you me. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Obviously, we're in the United States of America, the greatest nation in the world. Thank you. At least that's what I'm told. Thank you. Do you know what uh, this month of April 
2023, just in case you're listening to this in 2027 when we're still going strong and we're taking over the world. Greg's probably president. I'm vice president. That's okay. <laughs> Producer Olivia, which we didn't even need to talk. Have we even talked about that yet? Give us a second. Hold on. Uh, number two, nation. Romania. That is listening to us this month of April 2023 is, take a guess. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, Switzerland. Nope. I will tell you. I'll give you a hint. Germany. We, we are the world. We are the ch- Ethiopia. Ethiopia? They love us. So they're hungry for us. <laughs> hungry. They are hungry for the Big Talk podcast in Ethiopia. Get out of town. I will not get out of town, dude. I will not. I don't know where I'm going to live. All right. Man, they are loving us over there. I don't know if, if it's them i don't know if it's like a military base over there they love us you know so it's it's united states ethiopia and then mexico mexico i knew it all my fans from mexico are coming through all right mexico <laughs> oh my lord you guys so are you, are we, you sure it's not tijuana we it's not t- it might be <laughs> you're getting hurt by donkeys you guys this is something i want to just you know, put it out there to the nation. We have our first real employee helping us out today. Our first employee promoted from intern producer. She is now the producer of this show. Olivia. My intern. The former intern, intern. is no, 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 now producer. My intern. She's your your former intern? No, she's not my former intern. She's my intern. So she's my, my f- intern, my goddaughter, Olivia. So she's my former intern, your current intern, and the producer of the show? Yeah. She's going to be asking for triple pay, bro. And my goddaughter. You didn't say oh that. Say God, it. Dude. And your god. I don't know. That's not, Well, she hasn't been like dipped in water like Nacho. Remember Nacho? Boop. <laughs> These are the Lord's chips. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> the Lord's chips. Crumble, crumble, crumble. Oh my God! Let's talk about some Metallica. I'm ready. Well, bro. first let's let's give a round of applause to Olivia. Thank you, Olivia. Thank You've you, Olivia. done a great job. You've been so supportive of the podcast. You you've definitely been spreading the word. You, you you've been telling everybody, and you've definitely put in your dues. And so we're glad to have you on as producer. However, I will tell you this, guys: it's on an episode by episode basis. If you trip, you're fired. It's, you know, it's one of those things that you got to defend the title. If like you blink, WWF. you're fired. Yeah. If you if you have the title, she has the title producer, but if she gets pinned, sorry, you lose. Kurt Angle is going to start producing. <laughs> Don't we have another intern? With a broken freaking neck. Whoa, damn, dude. Let's talk about Metallica, dude. Metallica, um, obviously leading off our heavy Mato month. We've done this. This is the second year in a row. Yeah. All our episodes in May, all about metal. We cannot wait. Chomping at the bit. Love metal music. Greg, me and you brainstormed. We narrowed it down from 100 candidates down to 50, down to 20, down to 10. The last 10 were the hardest. Dude, we had some names in there. Dude, we had people knocking on our door. Dave Mustaine came to my door, knocked on it. And I was like, Dave, chill. (laughs) You're coming up, bro. Scott Ian. Came in here with, you know, his wife, Meatloaf's uh, meat daughter. And so, like, please, 
can we be on Pearl? the podcast? It's like, no, we've already made our decision, bro. You know what? Maybe you need to get a hair weave or a wig, Scott, because you're trying to act like Damn, you still got the long hair. A weave. Yeah. I like that. So we made our decision. Are you sure we didn't get a call from Bruce Dickinson? I love Bruce Dickinson. I love Bruce, dude. He's great. He runs everywhere on the stage. Well, how many times have we he seen him? He flies everywhere in the pilot, he dude. He flies everywhere, dude. He's great. He's great. Let's talk about Metallica. All right. Now, if you're going to classify Metallica, which is, you know, they just came out with a new album. They are one of the biggest bands ever in the world. Do you know the name of the new album? 72 Seasons. Making sure. Okay. Making sure, dude. Do, what do you do? I mean, I always see and I'm reading. I'm going back to my research. Thrash band, thrash band, thrash band, thrash band. And I listen to them. I go, yes. Kill Em All was a thrash album. Fast, heavy, straight to the point. No holds barred. We're fucking slitting your throat. But we're not talking about Kill em All. We're talking about Ride the Lightning. We're talking about Master, Master Puppets. Puppets. I kind of feel like from that first album, even to that second and third in that short period of time, they evolved so much that I didn't even, I was like, they're not thrash. You got some ballads, you got some slow intros, you got a lot of things that are different from a lot of these thrash bands. You got what? Exodus? Yeah. You got Anthrax? Correct. Megadeth? Um, Creator? Um, uh, all these bands that are they are just thrash, thrash, thrash. Metallica, they did their own. They were like, we're going to try something a little bit different. On the second and third album, which we're talking about. What do you think about that? Do you think, how how do you, obviously it did them well, but they really took a risk there, you know, and Lars in interviews back in the day said, we're out there doing our own thing and we're pushing our own envelope. I want to say you're, you're right up until after Master of Puppets. So I still, I still consider Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets a thrash album. When they got to End Justice for All, they were still rocking and rolling. Their songs became a little longer. Right. And of course, the black album, everything became shorter. So they didn't, they went from that, I'm stepping on the thrash to a hard rock or rock album. So just to say what we're talking about, which is Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, to me, thrash albums. I, I'm going to, I'm going to agree and disagree. I think there's a lot, there's some thrash on there. Don't disagree with me. I'm right. I'm agree and disagree because I think there is some thrash on there. I think the black album was totally Bob Rockified and they totally <laughs> knew what they were doing. They did. Let's 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 put everything aside. They knew exactly what they were doing. Correct. You don't sell seventeen plus million albums if you don't know what you're doing. How do we? Okay, we're this popular. Let's get Bob Rock to produce our album. He's Bon Jovi, all that stuff. He's gonna make a superstar. Motley Crue. Yeah, Motley Crue. He's gonna make a superstar. Winger. And he did. Um, but you know what we're gonna talk about today? Ride the ride. The my favorite album. Oh, okay. This is my favorite Metallica album. Um, I can't get enough of it. Uh, even before we did this album, I was like, oh man, I can't wait. I cannot wait until we do Ride the Lightning. It's gonna be amazing. What's your uh, views on Ride the Lightning? Love it. I think they went from Kill 'em All, which was 101 miles per hour, to um, 100 miles per hour on Ride the Lightning. Yeah, you know, I agree. They slowed with it down just a tad, but they still kept the aggression. They still kept the um, what they had in sight and what they wanted to do. I think that there's one person, and I don't care what anybody says or whatever. I think there's one person that actually we can attribute to the whole 
um, evolution of Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning, and even more so to a master puppet, Cliff Burton. Correct. Cliff Burton. I'm not gonna lie. Um, was the man that took them from Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning, and uh, correct. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let let's start off. Let me see. Let me get everything. Let's see. Check out volumes. Boom. Volumes are good. I'm looking at you. Eyes, let's stare at each other for three seconds. Let's play a song. Nice. Something totally different. If you listen to Kill 'em All, oh, you're, this is tender. you're you're oh, like this is nice. you're like, no. I do not want to listen to this. And you know, Lars Ulrich, obviously the drummer, one of you know, the architects of Metallica, said we weren't trying to play to the same two hundred people. We were trying to play for the people with more of an open mind that just loved music. Because, I mean, these guys, James and Lars, were definitely the architects of this band, and they were surrounded by music their whole lives. And here we go. Why are you blowing my head off, Chris? Oh. And the funny thing about this is. If you actually this song this is heavier and faster than anything on Kill 'Em All. Hell yeah, dude. Fight Fire with Fire is heavier, faster. It's a great song. Uh great lead off track. Out of all the songs on this album, this yeah, is the killer. best one they could have led off with. Yeah, the song when they wrote about nuclear annihilation. Hell yeah, dude. Fight fire with fire. You want to bomb us? We're going to bomb you. Yeah, it's a song about, you know, you do unto me, I'm going to do unto you. It's kind of like an eye for an eye. It's almost yeah, exactly. It's almost biblical. And you know what? These guys did not write songs off, you know, the cuff. They put a lot of thought. It's almost, this is something I actually want to bring up later, but I'll bring it up now. These guys weren't writing songs. These guys were telling stories. Ooh, that's All a good one, dude. All of their songs were telling stories. When I started listening to these, I was like, that's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, a lot of their songs, not every single thing, beginning, middle, end, and I was like, wow, these guys are really telling stories, and they're putting a point across. A lot of their albums had themes, you know, death. Being um, under um, like a mask, you know, yeah, being, correct. Being, being, you know, depression, being oppressed, those kinds of things. Uh, I, I I love this song, Five Fire with Fire. It's a great you, way to you start. You reap right? what you sow. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. bring it on me. I'm gonna bring it back on. Listen to this breakdown, dude. Come on. I mean, Kurt I love Hammett, it. I yeah, love it, dude. Dude. He, he definitely was one of those missing ingredients. Uh, you know, guys, we know we're gonna talk about Dave. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. <laughs> Come on, chill out. But yeah, Dave, who? Mustang. We're not talking about him this album. We will. Why you gotta bring him up, man? Well, you had a couple co-writes on this song. Oh, so uh, okay, all right. We're gonna talk about him, but chill out. Listen to that double pounding drum. Yeah. I love it, dude. My neck hurts, bro. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Oh, title track. Ride the lightning. Listen to this opening, dude. It's killer.
I think this is one of the first songs I ever heard by Metallica, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Ride the lightning obviously refers to you know being put in the electric chair. You got to ride Correct. the lightning, the currents put through your body, but it's not only about that. That's the thing, dude. They take some simplistic, you know, things like ride the lightning, lightning running through your veins, lightning running through your body, but it's more about like um, battling those demons, battling things that are against you, battling those things that are trying to kill you. And God, dude, these guys just take a great. They do a great job of taking some obscure things and putting them in simple terms. Do you know the phrase, Ride the Lightning, came from a Stephen King book? I did, The uh, Stand. The Stand. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Hammett was really into uh, Stephen King books and The Stand, and he, he uh, read this, uh, Ride the Lightning, and he was like, oh, I'm going to bring it to the guys and, and say something. And I'm glad he did, man, because it, it, it did the killer song for these guys, man. Oh, yeah, dude. The... This, see, like, look at this song. Like, we talked about it earlier. Is thrash or not thrash? No, because they're not playing as fast or as hard as they could. This is nothing like Kill Em All, which is a thrash album. This has got a little more melody, Cliff Burton. This has got a little more phrasing in the music, a little more phrasing in the lyrics, Cliff Burton. He was the one that took me, this is not thrash. And I know we're going to disagree. We're going to agree. And it's not, I understand what yeah, you said. Yeah, we're going to big disagree. We're going to disagree. But, you know, I think on a song by song basis, I think we're going to agree. And then we're going to disagree. But this is not a thrash. Let's go to the next song. I love this. You ready? Hold on. I'll hold on. A little breakdown right here coming yeah. up. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Let's go. Next song is what we heard at the top Whoa. of the show. For whom the bell tolls. This is a great song, a staple of their set list. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. Full disclosure, I've seen these guys once. I only saw them once. It was on the Death Magnetic Tour at Staples Center. Or, no, I'm sorry, the Forum in the round. They did play this. Oh, cool. Yeah, great show. One with Perkins. What's up, Perks? Yeah, what's up, Perks? Um, This this song actually reminds me, this is so Black Album-ish. This reminds me of like something that might be on the Black Album. Has that like groove to it? It does have a groove, dude. Yeah, this this was also in a um, in a in a movie opening called Zombie Land, mm-hmm. and I just love. I didn't know it was in there, and then when I saw the movie and it first came on, dude, it was so fun, so fucking fun, that it was awesome, dude. Awesome, I loved it. I was saying I think the guys love to play it live because. When they keep on saying, die, 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 then the the crowd just goes wild, dude. I also want to say what's up to my buddy, Kentalica, who uh, loves Metallica. And always goes up. Kentalica? Kentalica. 
beginning to end. It's almost like, honestly, I almost want to just like push play for each song and just let it play and not say anything. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. So this is going to be the episode where probably you and I say the least we've ever said. Bullshit. We're going to talk all Metallica, the time. Metallica speaks for itself yeah, it so does. much. It does. It does. And it's does. just I'm one of those things lie. where it's like, I mean, listen to James. The, the f- Dude. Amazing, amazing vocals for this music. They weren't, they weren't doing. That's what we were hearing at this point. <laughs> I mean, go back, listen. I mean, Exodus, Anthrax, all those bands we talked about earlier. That's what they were singing. Like we're hearing something we can actually, you know, is attainable, listenable by the masses, and that's why they became so successful. They were hitting that early crossover, even with Ride the Lightning. I understand, you know, Kill 'Em All wasn't the crossover album. Ride the Lightning was the start of that, though, dude. This is amazing right? shit right here, guys. Come on. Did you know the phrase from whom the bell tolls was originated in 1623 by a poem from an Englishman called John Donne, who wrote, Send not to know from whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. I love it. <laughs> Did you know that one or no? I didn't know that. It's time you will. You know, it's kind of funny, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, dude, and, and when I... Greg, by the way, Greg, will you give the nation your good news, please? Oh, yeah. All right, everybody in the nation, thank you for the good thoughts. I found my book. It was returned to me by the gods from Valhalla. <laughs> Greg got his book, Big Talk Notebook. <laughs> Pages still stuck together and everything. It was hey, great. Hey, that's personal, man. It hey, was, man. It was missing. That's personal. It was missing one. Shawn Michaels centerfold. <laughs> yeah, I want that back too. Whoever stole my book, I want my Shawn Michaels centerfold back. All right, let's go to the next song. All right. This is Fade to Black. And to be honest, my favorite song on the album. Really? I love the acoustic opening with the electric thing behind it. Fade to Black. Um, about, you know, so... Th- just to give a little background, so Metallica was on tour. Um, somebody broke into their van, stole all their shit. Their amps, their guitars, drum kit, whatever. And in that frame of mind, James Hetfield, the lead singer, wrote this song. And it wasn't so much a I'm going to kill myself, which this song has been, is an anti-suicide yes. song. This is an anti-suicide song, Fade to Black. Um, but it was in a time where he was like, shit, so many things are working against us. Are we ever going to make it? And in writing this song, uh, to me and to a lot of people, I mean, it means a lot. If you've ever been down or if someone close to you has passed away, it takes on new meanings. Um, it's just a song you can put on 
And it's kind of turned into a I Can Find Hope song, at least for me. You know, it's always been this, like, fade to black. You know, your life is fading, things are bad. But it, to me, it's kind of almost turned into an uplifting song. Because it's, yeah, that's how bad it can be, but you have a lot of things to look forward to. And that's why I love this song so much. So just to quote you on that, the band was scheduled to play a show in Boston uh, January 14th, 1984. And that's when the truck was stolen of all How this old stuff. were you in 1984? Dude, please don't do the math. I'm going to do it, man. I was eight. 14. I was 14. Once again, another math lesson from Big Talk. All right. Hey, uh, another uh, inside story, which if you, I'm sure you knew this, Chris. Um, but uh, this hold is, on. Hold on a second. Listen to this. It went from that a nice acoustic to listen to this. Yeah, we're rocking and rolling, baby dog. Bro. Did you know that this was the last song from the radio station that I worked at? K, the mighty KNAC 105.5 right here in Long Beach. Uh, this was the last song they did before they went off the air. You know, I know you're a phone fox. <laughs> but I also know that we teased for a while that you were going to give your, like, code name. Who was your code name? My name, was, my name was Grungeon Greg. Grungeon? Grungeon Greg on KNAC 105.5 FM. You guys are hearing it here first <laughs> right now. On the Everybody knew top. that one, man. Who did? Every, the whole world knew, man. Were you, were you on the radio? Every once in a great while I was. <laughs> when I worked with Jack Trash, when I worked with Remy the Max, Maxwell, uh, Thrasher in the Morning, I got to say a few words every once in a great while, dude. I love Listen that. to this. Great. I, I love this song. It goes from that acoustic to slow. It grinds, it grinds, it grinds. It comes into this. I love it. it, it I find this song very uplifting. And I get what its purpose was and the state it was written in. But when I listen to it, I feel good. It's good. Like fade to black. Fade to black. But greater things are coming, dude. I love this song. Sounds good. I agree with you, My baby. Favorite song on the album. Right. Listen to this right here. Right? How can these guys come out of like the worst thing in the world, like your shit is stolen, and come out a song like this, man? Wow. Still played today with millions and millions of fans loving it. This is a staple of their set list. Love it. Let's go to the next song. Trapped under ice. A lot of people, if you don't listen to Metallica, you've never probably heard this song. And you know, you know what I see this song as? What? The, the metaphor of this song, Trapped Under Ice. This is the way I see it. It's a great song, great song. Uh, it's one of those songs that's like, I'm trapped. I don't know where to go, but I can see it. And I just cannot break through to reach it. Right? It's like, okay. when, it's like when you're under. If wow. I can imagine you being in like a lake. You're under ice. I need to get there, but I can't break through. And see, that's kind of what I see this song as. It's like, I need to get there to be successful. I need to get there to be who I am. I need to get there to break through for whatever reason, you know, to break through addiction, break through being an alcoholic, drugs, whatever. But I'm trapped. 
I am trapped under ice from all these things that are working against me, but I can see it. If I could only break through here, I can do it. And I, I love this song. It's a, I will tell you, this is a thrash. This is thrash right here. All right. I was going to say, the song describes someone who is trapped beneath a layer of ice. Desperation trying to live, but nobody can hear the, hear his screams. The lyrics are metaphors for pain and suffering. The subject feels possible a result of profound loneliness and altercation or alienation. How about that? Now, did you know that Kurt Hammett also got a, uh, uh, a writing credit nod for this album? Because the, the, the riff was similar to one of them that he had a song in his former band Exodus. Uh, Impaler was the name yeah, of the song. Yeah. That he kind of borrowed, borrowed it, or amp- re- rebooted it, reamped it a little style, and did that one. But yeah, this is still a cool song, and it does do a great job of describing someone who's trapped under ice. Hey, you want to go? Give it to me, baby. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. You know what? So this, so everybody, if you know, so if you know Metallica, yes, or if you know anything about them, or even if you don't, I don't know. Um, you don't know the story about this, but if you are a huge fan of theirs, if you are a freak, then you know that this was their attempt at becoming radio friendly. Yes, they tried, and it did not succeed. Radio totally ignored this. This never became a single. And as a matter of fact, I was reading an article online today, and I watched them. They did not play this song live until I believe it was 2012. Get out of town. At the Orion Festival. It was the first time they ever played this. And James introduced this as this. This is a song we never wanted to play live ever. And then they played it, and I was like, this is so good. I don't care what any Metallica fan says. Uh, Metallica. Eh. This is a good song, this and I love song. it. Every time I hear it, I love it, and I'm, I crank it. I think it's a great song. I want to say it does sound different than the songs they oh, yeah, do have yeah. on the album, but I didn't think it was radio-friendly Yeah, hit. but, but like, does, does I it, still like it, But though. doesn't Fade to Black sound different than this? And Fade yes. to Black sound yes. different than this? Yes. Every song sounds different. And, and, you know, Lars even says... Maybe you shouldn't try to do things on purpose, you know, because they were trying to, like, feed some radio airplay. But, man, I don't know, man. I I think this song is great. And if you would never told me that story, I would have been like, wow, this is a great song. Did you know that the band recorded this in Denmark? I did. This whole album? I did. That was fucking bitching. This is where where Lars grew up. Bless you. This is where Lars, um, you know, grew up in Denmark, and he wanted to go back home to... You know, find a studio and do this kind of stuff. I'm glad they did, man. Try something different, right? I think I might sneeze one more time. <laughs> there we go. Did you know? The, <laughs> did you know the ride the sneezing? <laughs> <laughs> the working title for this song was the hammer. I did not know that. That's it, bro. Things you find out from Greg. I love this song, dude. I don't understand. I don't. I, I get. You know, no one was paying attention to Metallica, and no one did for at least 
What, this was 84? Yeah. Until, what, uh, and Justice for All, which is what, 87, 88? So another four years? 87. So I get it. I get it, dude. Um, man, what a great song. Love it. Let's go on to the next one, though. And that was a late addition to um, their album. They said they wanted to write one more, and they did. They would escape. This is one of their staples. Normally opens, closes a show. One of their greatest songs. I love this song. I cannot get enough of this one. Creeping Death. Woo! I love this jam, dude. This this is one of their best songs. Yeah, no, right? You're right. It's one of the better songs. I'm not going to lie, dude. Uh, I... I remember, you know, I try to hearken back into the days when I saw them live. Back when I was just a young folk. Back in 2008. But man, this song was played in their set. This is a great song. Do you want, do you want to tell the story about this song, about Creeping Death? The name no, I of don't, it? but I, I want to say Kurt brought this riff from an Exodus song that yeah. he just kind of, Exodus never did anything with it, but when you brought it to Metallica, they're ready to roll, and, and, man. You know, we would be wrong to you know, keep saying Exodus, Exodus, Exodus. Exodus is a great thrash band. Exodus was another one of those bands that came out of the San Francisco Bay Area that did have a successful musical career. Right? Exodus is a great thrash band. I just want to put that out there just so we don't think we're just putting them in cursory. Man, this, band, this song right here, Creeping Death, let, let me give you the little background about this. So... If you listen to this song, it is basically written directly from a movie that you and I know called The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, which was a, a movie I believe Kurt Hammett was obsessed with. If I'm correct, right? Was it Kurt Hammett was obsessed with it? Yeah. Um, and he was watching it one night with um, uh, Cliff Burton and James or, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But man... They were um, watching it, and there's a scene where the fog comes rolling in and the people start dying. You know, your Messiah is supposed to come save you, but he doesn't, and this fog comes in. And, and one of the guys, I think it was Cliff, was like, oh, my God, dude, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of how the song got born. I love it, dude. And, and actually, some of the lyrics from the song are just direct quotes from the movie. Yeah. Uh, that Charlton Heston was in, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, Ten Commandments. Dude, this song is killer, dude. Creeping Death. Oh, yeah. My neck still hurts, dude. <laughs> yeah. Listen to that, dude. Kurt Hammett on guitar. You know, Kurt Hammett, you know, he wasn't there at the beginning. You know, he was uh, replaced Dave Mustaine, who was... Kicked out. But you know, let's go to the next song. We'll talk a little bit about that, how that happened. This is uh, called Cthulhu, which is in... Uh, Cthulhu. I love this song, dude. Cool. And here's another thing. It's like, this is not thrash. But does it all have to be... I understand what you're going to say. Does it have to all be thrash? No. But they're showing their diversity. They're showing how... They don't necessarily have to be pigeonholed into one thing faster is better. And I love the melodies. I love um, 
the time changes, the tone changes. I don't even know how to describe it in correct musical terms, but it's ups and downs, fast and slows. I just think this is a great song. Probably the most, I would say besides Escape, the most underrated and least listened to song on this album. Wow, that's pretty I good, dude. I love it, dude. I love it. I think this it's song. great. And, and like I said, this instrumental was inspired by one of the stories by H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, yes. H.P. Lovecraft, you know, I don't want to interrupt you, but I will because I always do. He did a lot of stuff and they must have read a lot of him. Because he came across in a lot of their music. Yeah. Go ahead and go. No, no, no. The, I, I, I just want to agree with you on that one, and that's what it was, man. Uh, a story from this, uh, and these guys loved it. And you know, anything. Musicians, they love books, they love stories, and they kind of, they, you know what? Instead of writing about girls, beer, sex, you know, they want to write about something, and that's what these guys did. And that's what Metallica was. You know, you bring up a great point because, Greg, a lot of fans during this time were talking about drugs, drinking, girls, sex, misogynistic kind of topics. Yeah. And these guys are talking about political topics, world topics, death, suicide, um, alcohol dependency, drug dependency, all crime, all these things, you know. They were actually a little bit ahead of their time if you look back on it. Yeah. I think during the, the Kill Em All days, uh, this was um, entitled, the working title was When Hell Freezes Over. And then I think Cliff Burton got his hands into it. I think Kurt Hammett got his hands into it. You know, uh, James and Lars just started to fool around with it, and they changed the name to it. Right. That. But that was one of the things. You know the you know the nation's clamoring for? They're clamoring for some factoids. Give it to Give me, it baby. To him. Do you want to know how many albums this sold? Seven million. I can give you an almost exact number. Seven million. Six million nine hundred and fifty thousand. Seven million. Just short of seven million. You want to get? Hey, nation, go buy fifty thousand albums, guys. I know there's enough of you out there. If every one of you went out there and bought this album, we could push them to seven million. I know. And when you buy it, buy it on vinyl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vinyl, baby. Um, I'm just going to go down here. Australia, 38. These are peak positions. Belgium, 116. Dutch, 20. Finland, 9. France, 126. Germany, 47. Hungary, 39. Ireland, 55. Italy, 66. Japan, 99. New Zealand, 32. Norway, 40. Here we go. Poland, 40. You're not so stupid. Uh, Portugal, 35, Spain, 36, Sweden, 31, Swiss, 78, UK, 87, U.S. Billboard, 248, and on the U.S. Top Rock Albums, 10. All those countries you named love Big Talk. Maybe we can get them to push Every up Every single million, one bro. of you guys love Big Talk. Get out there. Spread the word. Big Talk's talking about Metallica right now, right here. Forever. All right. You know what I want to hear, Chris? You know what I want? Bring me to the master of the puppets. Here we go. By the way, no single releases from Ride the Lightning. They didn't need any, baby. They didn't need any. This kind of goes along, remember, on Ride the Lightning, that little opening? Mm Mm-hmm. This goes along the same way. This fucking song is killer. 
So, Battery, this song is killer. Back in the day, I got introduced to Metallica probably when this album came out the most. Because I remember buying this album, or sorry, cassette, at Music Plus first. $6.99, I bought a cassette, Chris. You didn't Master steal it? of puppets. No, I'm not like you and trying to steal the poison or the rat. I buy the album. I stole Skid Row. What? Oh, Skid Row? You punk? I'm going to have your mom return it. Here we go. Oh, here we go, baby. Yeah. It's a ring. This is some killer stuff right here, dude. You know, I always try to like decipher songs. You know what I see the song as? This is a what? family song. What? Battery. It's a family. Like, we are this thrash family. We are this underground family. The battery is like the power source. And everybody else can try to come tear us apart, and they never will. That's how I read this song. All right. You know, battery is like a power battery, like literal. Listen to that, dude. Battery. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, in the song Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine was an early member of Metallica, um, pre-Kill em All album. Um, they kicked him out. Because they said he had drug, alcohol problems And he got violent with James when they went to New York Whatever um, He got a couple of writing credits on Ride the Lightning More writing credits on Kill Em All They replaced him with Kurt Hammett There's some animosity Now these guys have kind of been like fine um, I was actually listening to today when I was at the gym Some, some Megadeth from this time period And I thought it was Honestly, I mean, we're talking about Master of Puppets album. Yeah, right. One of the greatest metal albums of all time, if not the greatest. This album is might be the greatest metal album of all time. Okay. I, you, you, you could argue, you could argue. But I was listening to some of the stuff that Dave Mustaine did, and I was like, that's good fucking shit, dude. He definitely... You can tell that he was a part of this group, a part of this society, a part of the thrash metal community. Um, what, why they parted ways was private between them, and why they did it, they had other reasons. But man, he was a great musician, a great songwriter, and he did a lot of things. Obviously, Megadeth still lives today. Yes. And he, as I always like to say to my wife, he didn't work a day in his life. <laughs> uh I, I mean, Dave Mustaine, you know, a lot of unfortunate things happened to him, but, man, good things for him. And But I just wanted to mention, you know, so you guys just know, you know, he went on to form Megadeth. Um, about this time, Peace Sells, but Who's Buying came out, 86. Great album. Go check it out. Um, one of my favorites. But, you know, Master of Puppets right here that we're listening to. Might Hear be, that breakdown, might, baby. Might be the greatest metal album. But, y'all, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. He sells, but who's buying is right up there, dude. All right. All I, listened right. To, I listened to it today when I was on the swoosh. Because, you know this one? You know the one where you go, shoosh, shoosh. It's not the Stairmaster. Uh-huh. And it kept you going? It swooshed me through. All right. Give me the next song, man. What are we doing? What else do we listen to? Oh. 
this is the title track, Master of Puppets. Are you still watching Stranger Things, Chris? You know this was on it, right? I finished it. You know this was on it, baby. Of course I know. Of course I know, baby. Did you crank it on that period? Were you oh, I did young? crank it. Were you fist pumping? Um, so uh, for all you new fans, this song "Stranger" from the the Stranger Things on Netflix this last season, they had a little bit of this song come on. And it was killer. It was a great scene, and it just blew my mind. Who was that character's name? Producer Olivia. Who was the character on uh, Stranger Things that had the... Uh, she doesn't know. Do you know? Who was that? Producer oh. Olivia coming through for the first time. Let's give it up, guys. Eddie. All right, I'll give it up. I was going to say, Olivia. Olivia, Olivia, Olivia. She came through on her first mission as a producer. Thank you very much. Get off of me, Olivia. God, you're not gonna get on the. You're not gonna get on it. So, Lord, because of because of the album cover, it looked like Master of Puppets was about like soldiers or. But in in the end, this song really was about drugs, saying how it just takes over your life and. The drugs are the master, and you're the puppet because you can't think for yourself. You need and need to feel the drugs running through your veins to live and survive. So when I read that, I was like, man, they, yeah. it, 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 you know, these guys are not straightforward on their lyrics, but this one was very good in the sense of making you feel this is true. Now, that, that could be also, Chris, that could be said about alcohol. That could be see about any other things that you anything let, that controls let you ruin your life. Yeah, man. Like the stairmaster for you. Ever. <laughs> master. Have you, have you seen my glutes? I have. Master. Dude, that, yeah. You you said everything I wanted to say, and so I don't need to say anything. Exactly. Drug addiction. Things that rule you that you have no control over and control you. I don't, I can't break the habit. I can't Your life whatever addiction. And that's exactly and Chris you know is I, a master. I hope people hear master. this song and hear this episode and are like trying to break free, dude. We're <laughs> here for you guys. You guys can get a hold of us at Big Talk Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok CG Master at gmail.com Facebook also Master let's go to the next song <laughs> the thing that should not be is this it Craig is making me laugh <laughs> yeah you're saying, you're saying shit that's cracking me up dude why you gotta crack me up this man? is actually honestly if you're thinking about this, <laughs> this is probably the least known song from the album. Yeah, but heavy. It's heavy. 
the thing. Heavy. That should not be known. Man, you know, so here's the thing with, with Metallica. You know, they, they had some members in and out, and then they recruited this guy, Cliff Burton, who was in a band called Trauma. Cliff Burton, let's give, let's give some background on this. James Hetfield, singer, thrash. Lars Ulrich, thrash. Kurt Hemmett came from Exodus, thrash. Um, Cliff Burton came from a family that was very eclectic. He was into all things, jazz, um, hippie kind of music, uh, metal, rock. He was known to walk around with an REM t-shirt like it was no big deal. That's just who he was. He was very well-versed in in music. He was also well-educated. He knew about music theory. He knew about music progression. He knew how to write songs to elicit your ear. Got it. I guess would be the best way to say it. That's the best way to say it, dude. Um, So that's why you can tell the difference between Kill Em All to Ride the Lightning, yes. and then you can tell the difference from Ride the Lightning to Master of Puppets, this album. Cliff Burton is the main guy that made Metallica during this time period. Yes, all these guys can play instruments. All these guys are great. They're amazing. They can sing. They can write. But Cliff Burton was the guy. But can they dance? Their bass player. They can dance. They are, oh, oh. Cliff Burton <laughs> is the guy. Yeah, that made this band during this time period. You cannot argue that fact. Correct. I'm not arguing with you. I agree with you um, totally on that. Everything you said, I agree. He just. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I their bass player. He just was the one that brought it to him. Brought it. Brought it to him. But he brought. He, great. He brought a certain element to these guys. And that made them think and write differently. How about yeah. that? Yeah. From, like you said, everything you said, from jazz to classical to rock and metal. And he just brought it all together and made these guys sound a certain way. Yeah. And loved it, man. So, yeah. You ready? Yes. Another staple. From from what I've seen from uh, BigTalkFactoids.com, this is their second most played song in concert. Which is? Sanitarium. This is their second Sanitarium. Most, Master of Pu- Puppets is their most played song in concert. Yeah. It's number two. And you know what's funny? Is that I remember, I don't know if it was on MTV or whatever, VH1, they did a Metallica tribute thing, and Limp Biscuit played this song. Whenever I hear this song, I think of them, and I hate them for it. Because they I mean... I don't hate. Why them? gotta hate, dude? Hold on, can I, I don't hate them because they did a bad job. They actually did a really good job of doing this song. Okay. Frank, they did a great job. All right. But I wish that when I heard this song, I thought of only Metallica. Okay. But when they did it, I was like, "Oh my god, dude, that's probably the best cover you could ever do." Like he, Frank Durst, was like on it. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, that's." But I just wish. This is what I only thought of. So the MTV show you're called uh, was, was it was called like, it was like icons. icons. Yeah, yeah. And they like all four guys were like on on that side of the stage and just kind of listening. Um, 
I don't even know what year that was, but I do remember like Corn did a song. I think the Corn did one. Uh, Limp Bizkit at Sanitarium. Um, yeah, the, the guys from Deftones did something or something like that. And this is a great song. This is about a guy. I mean, sanitarium. It's about a sanitarium of a guy that thinks that he's he shouldn't be there. I'm. Why am I in this insane asylum? I'm not insane. That's what this song is all about. Imprisoning someone in an insane asylum, he feels like he should not be there. Maybe he's so insane that he doesn't think he should be there, or maybe he is so sane that he doesn't think he should be there. I don't know. Didn't they also great song though? Didn't they also take a realm of um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Yes, it was. Uh, Yeah, um, it was was based um, on that. Based on that, which is basically the same thing. Am I sane or am I not? Yeah. That's basically what exactly. I said. Exactly. Jack I Nicholson, which was a phenomenal movie from that uh, 70s. You know, one of them that's, that made Jack First Nicholson. thing you guys need to do is go back and listen to all of our episodes, then watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> And if you listen to all our episodes, listen to them one more time. Because I know all you friends in Ethiopia. I know all your friends in Romania. I know all your friends in, New- in England. You want to hear our stuff over again. Listen to it one more time. Call your friends in Japan. Ooh, call your friends in China. Call your friends in New Caledonia. You know what? Why don't you call your friends in America and touch them and tell them, listen to it. You know what? It's funny you say that. They talk with Chris and Greg. There's only three three states no one has listened to us yet. You want me to listen to you? Yes. Alaska, Wyoming, North Dakota. Alaska? Are you sure, dude? All the Eskimos love us, man, because we rub our noses in it. They're not mm. Eskimos. They're Inuits. Damn it. And they love us, dude. And I love them, dude. I think that they're great people up there. They support the Big Talk podcast with Chris and Greg. All you cowboys in Wyoming. All you guys up there guarding route Mount Rushmore in North Dakota. Love you guys. Just listen to the solo, bro. Listen to this. Chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, 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 chugga. Love this shit, dude. Shit's killer. Now. All right, Greg. You ready? No. You tell me when you're ready. Give me 30 seconds. Greg's having a moment. Focus, Greg. Focus. Yeah, I like that one. All right, dude, go ahead. Whoa. Love this song. I think I've said that for every song. Love this song. It, it, you know, you have the the. Which song do you really love? I am a. What Kramer would say, I'm an anti-dentite. I'm an anti-dentite. I don't just take things at face value. Oh, this is great. I, I'll I'll judge for myself. But actually, I do believe and think that this album, Master Puppets, may be the greatest metal album of all time. 
Um, it ranks right up there with Black Sabbath's Paranoid uh, metal album. Not rock, metal album. Um, and it's not because of the big songs like Master of Puppets. It's not because of the big songs like Sanitarium. It's because of songs like this. Um, Disposable Heroes is one of those songs that mashes and thrashes and crashes and just gives you a anti-whatever of society point of view. This is an anti-war song. This is a song about disposable heroes. Yep, anti-draft. Yep, anti-frontline. Yep, but this song is about, oh, Listen to the dude. The lyrics are like point blank on this song. Go to right. The, yeah, no, no, front no, of the lie. line. Go back to the front. Back to the front. I don't want to be here. Back to the front. They say that like twenty times. Back to the front. No. And and it's, dude. It's great. I love this song. I rock out. I. It just make. It's one of those songs that you never hear about. You never talk about. People master puppets. They never talk about these songs. And this is one of the songs that makes the album great. Those cursory songs, those outlier songs. I love it. Hey, you know what? This this is a running joke at work. When um, uh, when the stalkers in the morning, when sometimes they have to go to the front end, it's like, hey, you, back to the front. Oh. And some people get it, and some people don't. You know, there's a lot of people I like any of them get it. Perkins, old like how about you? Perky Perkins gets it. Randall gets it. You say that to Perkins, you know what he does? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> Perkins, back to the front. <laughs> Perkins, back to the front. <laughs> love this song, dude. It's so good. Back to good. the front. Um, I love the anti-war. Yeah, right. Um. You're going to tell me what to do. You're going to tell me to go back to the front. I'm your pawn in your great war scheme. Fuck you. Right? That's basically what this song says. Fuck you. I am not going to do what you tell me to do. But man, it is a well-written and well-played metal song. I love it. Woo! Listen to that. Hey, Chris. Back to the front. Listen to this. This is killer, dude. Oh, it's killer, dude. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready, baby. Give it to me. This song, <laughs> this song took me a little bit of time to figure out what it was about. Okay. Listen to it. Come on. It's basically, and we've heard a lot of songs about this, especially during the 80s when televangelists were yeah. a big thing. Uh, this song is basically about being led the wrong way by religion, leper messiah, messiahs, 
being these guys that all say, I am Jesus, I am the voice of God, I am the one you should follow. No, you're a leper messiah, you're diseased, you're not doing the right thing. You're doing things for your own good. That's a leper messiah. What a great title for a song. Right. And what a great song. I'm going to let you talk or we can just listen. Either way. You know what? No. I, just you're right. I think this was the time when televangelists were running wild. And some people followed them. And some people didn't follow them. The people that didn't follow them were like, hey, don't take my money. You know, you're just asking for money. You're trying to get best. And you're using religion to, to push it forward. And, you know, as you look at it, it, is it right? Is it wrong? It's wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if you believe, if you're giving money to the church, you're, you, you're, you're believing that you're giving money to the church to keep it going to a nonprofit, to keep it running, you know, running the lights, running whatever peace you, you have in your heart. Well, I understand a church has to do their good. They, they, they do a lot of good things for yeah, people. They course. support charities. They support people. But good Lord, dude. Like, who's that fucking guy that was down there in Houston or down there in Texas when there was a turn? Who's that guy that's on every fucking channel now? I, I don't remember. That. And he shut his doors to the people trying to escape the storms. Like, yeah, you're, you're, what are you doing? You're trash. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. It's one of those guys. They're just garbage, dude. Yeah. When I, I, I honestly, when think, religion, I think every televangelist, anybody that's on TV, alternative motives. Yeah. Exactly. Time for life. Time to kiss your life goodbye. <laughs> Make a contribution. Listen to that, dude. Get it. Bow, Chris, Giuseppe Messiah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the next song. You're scaring me. Can I get money first? I guess not. <laughs> you know... Metallica was one of those last kind of bands that did like the instrumentals. Oh yeah, they were so good at it. And this is the dude. They were so good. This Orion. Orion. Listen to the. This is Cliff Burton on bass right here, dude. God, great musician, right? Rest in peace. God rest his soul. The reason, this is a. He was the reason Metallica ever got as big as they did. I'll say it right now. It was Cliff Burton. If he was never in the band, who else did they have? They would have been doing Kill Them All over and over and over again. Are you sure it wasn't wasn't the music video one? No. Well, that was that Jason Newsted. Years after, you're being dumb right now. I know, right? <laughs> Listen, to you know what? I, I'll give great. you this. Mike. I'll give you. I'll agree with you. Chris and says it. Cliff Burton, Crick. He took them to a new level that they wanted to be at. How about that? He took them there. And remember at the time, when this album came out, Ozzy gave him the first shot at oh, yeah. stadiums. He, yeah, that that cannot be gone without being talked about. These guys were given the opening slot of the Ozzy Osbourne U.S. tour. And that did amazing things for them. Yeah. They didn't do this on their own. They were given that slot, and that did amazing things for them. And uh, they went from headlining clubs to to being the opening act for, well, for, uh, for arenas, a, and it just 
blew them out of the water because people went crazy, Chris. I can't even give you, like, um, I was reading back and doing some research on them, and I did, I saw something about when they finally kind of got their last chord together, they did one show at, like, some club, and then they got an uh, opening show for, like, Saxon or something. Like, they went from doing nothing to, like, actually being in, mm-hmm. like, coliseums. That was it for them. They were yeah. they they went from like food and just skyrocketed, dude. I, I wanna say I remember it was out here in Long Beach where um it was Ozzy Osbourne and Metallica and I didn't go to that show, but I remember hearing people who went to that show that just said when Metallica came on, it was pandemonium. Were any of your silkies the there? No, none of my silkies were there. This listen is Metallica, listen, bro. Metallica. But you're right. The opening slot, they they knew that they had something going on, and when they fin- they finished their contracted tour with Ozzy, they could headline themselves. They finished that contract tour with Ozzy. Then I remember Ozzy had something else to do, so they went to go do like a tour in Japan. Oh, Japan. Did stuff, did some, yeah, we they love us in Japan. Japan. They, uh, they don't even know who we are. Japan. Japan. We love you. We love... I love Karate Kid Part 2. <laughs> I love Okinawa. I love loudness. Hey! Hey! <laughs> loudness! Hey! Hey! Love it all. Hey! Hey! Um, you know... <laughs> you know, we're coming to the end of Metallica, these two, two albums. I think there's something we really have to talk about. But we kind of... We talked about it before we were going to put it off. And that's uh, Cliff Burton's death. And, you know, Cliff Burton... Take me to the next song, and then we can start up. We can start, start with your thought. Um, Cliff Burton was definitely the biggest thing that ever happened to Metallica. In yeah. Days. He was the one that really made them. He had formal musical training, taught them about musical theory, all those things, and, and really took them to a next level and... Unfortunately, you know, he passed away. So what happened was, as we had said, you know, Metallica was on tour with Ozzy Osbourne. They did their whole U.S. tour. Ozzy Osbourne took a break. They went and did a little tour in Japan. Then they went to uh, Europe to do a little tour for two weeks, I think it was. And they were on the tour bus. With Anthrax. With Anthrax. And uh, they were on their bus and... You know the the bus flipped over and, and, and you know, I think there was black ice on there, the they, road. They, the driver said there was ice and Cliff Burton got thrown out and crushed underneath the bus and it's just a tragic tragic end to one of the great musicians of music that you and I love and the Big Talk Nation loves and you know you think about it it's just just a tragic end to beautiful things and it's just unfortunate. Listen to him, but we have this, and that's all you can take solace in is the greatness he left behind, and this is some of the greatness he left behind. And Ride the Lightning, uh, Master Puppets, both those albums are two things that he contributed his life and his soul to, and we can enjoy for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's definitely Chris. You're bringing me down, but I <laughs> I know I do. I'm just so I like, do. I do agree with you on the sense of 
Cliff Burton because we did want to bring him up on on especially these two albums, which he uh, you know wrote and played on. Um, he was definitely a staple in Metallica in the years of 1984 and 1986. You know when the album came out, when they were touring and all that good stuff. Um, what more can we say other than you know R.I.P. Cliff. Um, and, and then he got you. replaced by Jason Newstead. Yeah, but thank you for the the rock and roll, the jams, the heaviness, the thrashness that you brought to Metallica because these albums definitely are classic albums. Now, all right, let me Chris, get, give me some, give me some total, man. What, what I'll happened? give you some factoids. Factoids. Dun 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 dun. Factoids. Factoids. There we go. Australia, 33. Woo! Uh, I can't even see here. Look at my, let, me get my, let me readjust my glasses. Uh, Austria, yeah. 27. Belgium, 94. Canada, 28. Uh, Dutch, 17. Finland, 7. France, 111. What the fuck France. are they thinking? I've been there. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Germany, 12. Hungary, 30. Ireland 42, Italy 65, Japan 87, we're bigger there. New Zealand 33, Norway 30, Portugal 8, Scotland 26, Spain 26, Sweden 14. Holy crap. Sweden 14, Switzerland 18, UK 41, UK or US Billboard 200. They hit 29 US top Rock albums number seven. Good lord. They number actually, seven? That's pretty good. They hit number three in Poland in 2020. Dude, you guys. I know we, when we usually do album charts, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, down. Yeah. These guys are worldwide, dude. This is kind of. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm looking at the numbers right here 7.98 million copies of this album sold. Almost 8 million. Let's get it to 8, Big Talk. Let's get it to 8, Big Talk. Come on, Nation. We can do it. Big Talk Nation. Let's go, guys. Let's get it to 8 million. Buy it on vinyl. Buy it on vinyl. Colored vinyl. Right after you listen to our podcast for free. Yes. Great song right here, dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is a great way to end the album, dude. Oh yeah, dude! Always a staple. I got nothing else to say, Greg. What do you got to say? You want to take us out? No, because I want to hear from the new album. If everybody doesn't know, play from the new album. All right. So I'm not a big fan. I listen to the new album. Loser. But Greg said, "Hey, we want to take our episode out with a song from the new album." I said, "Okay." So let me find it. Here we go. All right, guys, if you don't know, this is the new album from Metallica, just released recently, um, 72 Seasons, which James says it was his first 18 years of life, which was he, uh, what made him who he is today. So all his influences, he thought about songs and did songs, and this is the first time that they are a- acknowledging 
everybody in the band from Robert to Kurt to uh, inputting on songs. What about Cliff? And no, he he's dead. So they're not acknowledging him? No. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, so anyways. I'm just going to eat a peep. Oh, Chris brought his stale peeps out. Yeah. Thank God, Chris. Anyways, like I was saying, uh, this is the new Metallic album, 72 Seasons. This is super killer. Um, I had Christmas to it. If you guys don't listen to it, give it a chance. This is Metallica of 2023. Everybody's older. James sings a little differently. If you can't tell, his singing is different than those albums, which is Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. He's done a thousand how many, songs. How many excuses you get to make for them? No, it's not an excuse, bro. It's just saying they've they're gone, older, they, they they're rocking, a, they're having a good time. They they have gone from what you would say is a thrash band to a rock band, which is not a bad thing. Um, they have chops, they have the go, they're great. I love them. I would love to go see them in concert. I have nothing against them at all. It's some of their shit just does not digest well with me. Yeah, because you want to hear Ride the Lightning yes. and Master of Puppets over and over no. and over again. No. Just admit it. Guys, take a listen for yourself. Listen and make your own judgment. You guys listen, then you'll start dissing. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Greg from the Big Talk Podcast. Hold up, hold up, hold up. At Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram. And t- I see you. I know. Go ahead. I see you. Got it. At Big Talk CG dot podcast on Twitter and Instagram. At Big Talk CG on Gmail. At Big Talk on Twitter. We gonna go live. Hey baby, get it on Facebook. Greg, take them out. No way. We're gonna listen to some more men. Metallica right now. Alright guys. Well like I was saying, this is great from the Big Talk Podcast. We're gonna I want you guys to listen and listen loud. And see ya!